Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. People, episode 26, Geekishly Toku Podcast, coming at ya. It's, I think we're a week off, I think. It's been three weeks, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I lost track. Work's been killing me. <laughs> yeah, he's got a combination of work and girlfriend syndrome. Well, it's uh, work, girlfriend, passion projects... Anything else, binging TV shows, movies, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. For, for me, it's been just kind of not really lazy because I have been trying to go freelance with the whole audio editing stuff, but nobody's actually like hey, said, Hey, you know, can you do this for me? Because there's a website I went to, signed up, made a profile, all of that. I made a couple proposals to people, never heard anything back. Uh, I have some friends that are like, hey, we might need you to do something, not right now, but possibly in the future, <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. And we're like, what, two weeks out from Comic-Con at this point? Possibly. I don't know the date. Uh, let's see, today is the 8th, so... Uh, yeah, it's uh, we're two weeks out from the first actual day of the convention. Okay. I'll be there from the 20th to the 24th. Um, it's going to be interesting for podcasting. Especially because it would be like that weekend we would record. We took a really bad time to take a week off. Well, we can make it work <laughs> somehow. If not, we can put it off for another week and just do a um, post-Comic-Con episode. Is there... Do you know if anybody else, like, is going that we might know? Uh, I know Kickback won't be going. He posted something on Facebook, and he was very unhappy that he was, wasn't was going. Uh, yeah. I think Tom might be going from from uh, Takintoku, or the late Takintoku. Jordan might be, too, for work. Not sure about Eric. Um, what about anybody from Marvel Report? Is Andy going? Oh, yeah. Andy's going as one of his other outlets. But there's four of us from the Marvel Report, like, that are going as the Marvel Report proper. And then a bunch of other people that also work with the Marvel Report are, um, going as their other press junkets. Ah, okay. Because uh, I I feel like this might be a good opportunity to get Andy on the podcast. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, and I don't have to be there either, you know. If you and Andy want to, you know, be like, hey, 
we've got downtime. Let's sit and record for 45 minutes about what happened at Comic-Con. You can just record it and send it to me, and I'll do whatever with it. Yeah, it so. depends on how our schedules are. Because well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, it's, if it's possible. Don't know which rooms I'm being assigned to, don't know which rooms he's being assigned to, don't know what panels I'm going to get, or what sort of free time I'm looking at, and depending on how tired I am, etc., etc., etc. Well, that's why I just, I would say keep it in the back of your head at all times. I will definitely keep that in and, mind. Yeah, and then bring you know bring the snowball, bring the laptop, and just have it there. So yeah, I'm definitely bringing you, you my have, stuff with me. So if you've got a half hour, forty five minutes of just downtime, be like, hey, let's just sit here. I'll hit record, and we just go. Yeah, I mean that's that's all you really need to do. No planning or anything. Just like, hey, so what did you see at Comic Con that you liked? Well, I saw it. You know, and just go from there. <laughs> well, he's gonna be freaking out over Luke Cage. That's about it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. <laughs> Because he's just in love with the actor. Uh, professionally speaking, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's probably going to be geeking out about that. Maybe some stuff about The Flash as well, because he is the main guy behind The Flash podcast as well. Did you Did you know Flash is going to be, uh, as, long, as also all of the DC shows are going to be exclusive on Netflix? I did. I did not put that in the show notes, but they're going to show up eight days after their season finales. Like, the whole season run. <clears throat> hey, do you know what else is on Netflix? Yes. What? Voltron. Voltron's on Netflix as well. And they're coming out with a comic. That they are. <laughs> Segway! <laughs> <laughs> so... The comic- we missed this. <laughs> oh, we missed this big time. Yeah, we did. This is over um, almost three months ago that we missed this. Yep. Um, this comic, it's a five-part comic, fitting for Voltron, uh, yeah. from Lion Forge Comics, also fitting, uh, <laughs> is going to be releasing this upcoming Wednesday, whenever we decide to release this episode. So July 13th, for those of you listening to this in the future, but somehow in the past... Time travel, and this will f- and this comic is focusing on the storylines between seasons. So you're going to be seeing a lot of character interactions, a lot of story elements that will probably be referenced to or alluded to in season two, in such a way that you'll understand what they're saying, but the people who haven't read the comics will be like, "Huh, that's interesting." Yeah. That makes me really wish I could read him. <laughs> Won't lie. Yeah. And from what I've been looking into, uh, it echoes sort of the same uh, in-continuity comics that Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra had. Yep. Which, fittingly, a lot of uh, Voltron Legendary Defenders' staff actually worked on both of those shows. That's cool. And it's noted that this isn't the first brush with the Voltron legacy. Um, After Voltron's initial success, World Event Productions, the company that's behind Voltron, adapted another Japanese series into Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Wow, we know that. (laughs) I mean, actually, actually, I kind of want to look that up. Go for it. 
Um, I want to see because Star Sheriff. All I can think of is Gavin. Gavin Schrader and uh, Schrader. Schrader and Schrader. No. Schrader. Crap! What is it? The red one. Uh, who is the red one? Schrader. Or who's the blue? I don't know. I know who the silver one is. I didn't really pay much attention to the superhero Tyson Z movie, albeit the first time I watched it, there were Portuguese subtitles on it for some Sher- strangers. Sheravan. Sheravan. Yep. So it's Gavin, Scheider, Sh- and, and Sheravan. Sheravan's the blue one. Scheider's the blue, the uh, the red one. All right. Good to know. I think. I don't know. I'm Sab- Saber Rider in Starshare. That's what it is. That's what you're looking at, yeah. Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Oh, this uh, this article was written by uh, Seamus, Seamus. Seamus Kelly. Sorry we missed this, Seamus. Yeah. We appreciate all the work you do, and we will try to keep up on this next time. Okay, it is not what I thought it was. What is it? Uh, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird Voltron Sentai knockoff thing. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, here we go. Da, 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 da. Animated television. S- Space Western? Similar to the series The Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers and Brave Star. Based on Star Musketeer Bismarck, a Japanese animated series created by Studio Pad. This just seems a little too weird to be true. Series set in the distant future, humans have spread beyond living on Earth and have colonized planets across the universe. But then again, it was the 80s. So essentially, it's kind of Star Trek, and it kind of makes sense. It's Western, quote unquote, because Star Sheriffs. And if you go to Google, and you actually look up that, and you look at pictures, um, one of the main characters wears yellow armor, and the armor kind of looks like Voltron-esque stuff. He's actually riding a mechanical horse. So there's that. And he's holding a traditional, like, combat sword. Yeah, it's like a. Like something you'd see, like, a. Um, a general in an army have with, like, the. I'm trying to explain it for the audience. It's got, like, the. It's it has like the, the, the pommel that has that like, goes around the hand rather than just holding onto it, so it's kind of like a, a, a right guard type thing. If you've seen like a cavalry sword before, yeah, there you go. It's basically that. Yeah, this is. Insane. I, I I honestly have to say that if they made this into a like a new Voltron type thing, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it. Well, I mean, Vehicle Voltron was in fact a thing, and it somehow survived the test of time. Not much, but kinda. But oh yeah, there's the there's the cover of the comic. Yeah. Apparently, there were multiple issues. Yeah, and looking at one of the 
panels from the Voltron comic, it looks to be <clears throat> basically the same art style as the show. So that's that on that. And we're going to take a second to mention the phenomena that took the world by storm over the past couple of days, and that is Pokemon Go. Um, it's been two days since it's been out here in the U.S. I've been playing it for three because I finagled the Australian iTunes to give me it. Granted, I did make an Australian iTunes account. So now I have that. And as it stands right now, I have 21 captured Pokemon. Like, unique Pokemon. And two eggs that are currently incubating. It's just for those listening, I'm not talking about it because I can't get it. Yeah. I chose Charmander as my starter because, um, well, I never chose Charmander in Generation 1 because he's the impractical choice. He's only practical for one gym, essentially. While the other two are quite good for at least two or more gems. And yeah, so it's out. It's fun. Uh, once you get to level five, you get to choose a team. I'm not going to say which team I'm a part of. If you follow me on Twitter, you already know. And, oh, wow, that gym that was overtaken by a Magneton is now back in Ponyta territory. Wow, that guy took that seriously. Yeah, apparently. But yeah, it's fun. Um, just be careful, though, because this thing will shred your battery life. Like, oh yeah, I bet. It, it will suck your phone dry. With no remorse. They even have a battery saver option. That doesn't help. It It's like marginally helpful. If anything. Um, but yeah, more updates on that as it happens. I'll let you guys know whenever there's new generations of Pokemon added. Right now it's... Even though for some reason the game says there's 250... Um, there's really only the first 150 Pokemon. I don't know why it says 250. They may have released Generation 2 without us knowing. It's quite interesting how it's 150 and not 151. Yeah. They're probably saving Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, Deoxys, and all those other event Pokemon for, well, events. Essentially, yeah, I'm, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if Johto and maybe Hoenn, I think, came after that. Um, yeah, at uh, Comic Con, or at least one of them at Comic Con. Well, Comic Con is going to be wow <laughs> for Pokemon Go. Well, it's going to be crazy for well, essentially everything. Um, I wrote at the Marvel exclusives list, which I now have to go back and update for the Marvel report, and some of those exclusives are pretty 
freaking neat. Um, I mean, minus the Captain America chair cape, which is impractical as all hell, because Captain America doesn't have a cape. True. The Vision does, and they have a Vision chair cape. But looking at the other exclusives, there's a lot of exclusive pop vinyls, a lot of exclusive art, and so, so much more. Not so much in terms of Power Rangers. Yeah. Speaking of Comic-Con... Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got two things that they're doing at Mor- at yeah Morphicon at Morphicon at yeah Oof. at Comic Con that are kind of big. I mean, they're both kind of iffy for me for different reasons. Uh, first one is uh, Aliens cast to reunite for thirtieth anniversary. Um, it's cool. Uh, not really big for me because I haven't seen the movie. Um, but for nerds in general. Oh yeah, like this is, you know, huge. For, and after the disaster that was Ripley's shoes. Oh yeah. This is probably not going to make up for it in any way shape or form. But well no, probably not. It's still pretty great. 30 years. 30 years on September 13th. Which so that means Aliens movie came out the same year I was born. Yikes. Yep. Because if you don't know, as Morphicon's happening, my birthday happens. Because Morphicon is uh, August 12th to the 14th. My birthday's on the 13th. So, while Sean is off enjoying himself at Morphicon... While I am lollygagging around the Pasadena Convention Center... I will be home somehow celebrating my birthday. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. Uh, So, yeah, the Blu-ray and digital HD uh, re-release will be on the 13th of September... And it'll include the theatrical director's cut, commentary, deleted, extended scenes, and concept art cards based on the designs of James Cameron. And there is a companion film to the prequel Prometheus that was back in 2012, um, currently titled Alien Colon Covenant, which stars Michael Fassbender, Catherine Watterson, Numi... Rapace? Rapace. Danny McBride and Billy Crudup. And... Yeah. Um... And then Ripley fans will be getting more of her adventures soon in a direct sequel, which will effectively undo the events of Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection. So we are getting a Days of Futures Past for the Aliens... Alien franchise. Yeah. Like there's a comment on, about that. Maybe instead of saying undo the events of Alien Three, etc., it should say it will retcon or diverge from the movies. Undo seems a bit rash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I don't know what happened with that movie because again, I haven't seen it. And then so. targeting your childhood, Nickelodeon. Will once again bring one of its iconic shows, one of its iconic game shows, to yet another convention. At VidCon, they had Legends of the Hidden Temple. That you could take a picture 
with Olmec himself. Uh, I think... Was it Mike or Keith? One of those two. Mike Fadden from Ace of Geeks or... Uh, uh, Keith Hayward from HJU, I think. One of those two took a picture with Olmec. Yeah. But... The reason why I'm disappointed with this is that it's not a show. They're just going to have some sort of weird thing where you can probably participate and everybody's going to be like, ah ha ha, this was fun, it was my childhood all over again, and then it's gone again. Like, no, that's that's not not what I wanted. Actually, it's not going to be televised, but it's going to be like a mock show. Which could be interesting. And on top of that, I guess Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, will be there too. Are you sure it's not going to be light? Oh, I mean, because Austin Creed, who is also known as uh, Xavier Woods in uh, WWE Wrestling, um, he's a huge geek. He's got his own... I guess uh, it will be taped then. Okay. Yeah, he's he's got his own um, YouTube channel, which is Up, Up, Down, Down. Um, that you can watch. He plays video games by himself and other wrestlers and stuff like that, but it's all, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. And he made a tweet that says, Okay, real talk, Mr. Mark Summers. I'll be at Comic-Con, and I need to be a part of this Double Dare live taping, please. So, you know, it's probably going to be taped somehow. Okay. And then, the single most important question... Will someone have to climb up a giant fake nose? Who knows? Uh, Who? I don't know. Knows. I love Mike. Is that Mike? That was <laughs> that Mike. was Mike. Yeah. I gotta love Mike. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, um, he will be emceeing. Okay, and it's funny. Fun fact about Mark Summers: he was a huge neat freak back in the day. Like, messes, anything like that would throw him into this weird, like, OCD-type, like, a panic attack-type thing. So when you have that in your head, and then keep in mind what he did on that show, it just blows my mind. Because he would constantly jump into the pile, you know, he'd have, you know some of the people involved in the show tackle him and they landed a giant thing of just like green liquid and fake like chocolate mousse and stuff like that and it's just ridiculous I think he's since gotten over that but you know yeah we'll see if this goes well I hope Nickelodeon looks at it and says hmm Let's bring it back for a TV show. You don't have to have Mark Summers. If he wants to do it, fine, do it. No, just but, just get Pick Boy to do it. Like they did with the Figure It Out reboot. And, uh, well... Oh, God, no. Please, not him. And also, I'm pretty sure there was a Double Dare reboot, actually. There were there were a few Double... There was... Uh, there was Double Dare. There was Family Double Dare. Yeah, I just clicked i just typed it in and it says it's coming back to nickelodeon what's the website it that that has the article geek.com are they the only ones that have that article no 
Oh. Everyone else does too. But um, let's see. Double Dare broadcast history. Let's see. Going down. Oh yeah. Uh, Double Dare live back in 2012. Part of the Studio Nick feature of the Nickelodeon Suites Resort Orlando. And uh, yeah. Of course, this continued. This production continued until June first, two thousand sixteen, when it got rebranded as a Holiday Inn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what Double Dare was up to within the last half decade. Um, I guess. Okay, so the Facebook page, Nickelodeon's The Splat Facebook page, will be airing the craziness that is the Double Dare from uh, San Diego Comic-Con on their Facebook page on, uh, what day is it coming out? I don't... 22nd. The 22nd. And uh, the, the Splat is Nickelodeon's block dedicated to all things old school. Yep. If things go well, and they will, uh, yeah, it'll come probably I mean, come back in some capacity. The, I, and I, and I've stated it before: the fact that they're all about you know, everybody go out and play, don't spend too much time watching television, blah 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 blah, and yet they don't. This is the first attempt to start bringing back all of the shows that were based around being active, you know, doing. You know the the physical challenge. The, the the physical challenge. I mean, you know, like their first step was Legends of the Hidden Temple. We're all nostalgic about it, but at the same time, it was also good for kids because it was a lot of being active. It was not just sitting down playing a video game. It was going out and doing things. You know, you had um, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Double Dare. Uh, what would you do? Um, Wild and Crazy Kids. Um, there was another one, too. I mean, hell, Nick Arcade. Guts. Imagine what they could do with Nick Arcade. Guts, that's what I was thinking of. They guts, guts and the aggro global crack. guts. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just... There's a lot of things they could revamp and remake and put back on Nickelodeon that is all based around being active and doing something with themselves rather than playing a video game. Here's the worldwide day of play where we're not going to show anything on any of our Nickelodeon channels. Yeah, I know. Even on the Nick Jr. channel. It's it's like, okay, you don't want us to watch your channel for the day? Fine, I'll put it on Cartoon Network. Or Disney I'll, XD. Yeah, or I'll not watch cable and play my video game all day. You're not really, like, you're not helping the situation. You're just kind of like... Okay, you all need to go out and do something, so we're just going to not do anything. Great, I'm going to go play with friends then. <laughs> He's got a new video game system, I'll go with him then. You know, it's like, you're not helping the situation, you're just kind of pushing the blame to somebody else. Yeah. That's just the way I look at it. Let's see. So, we've already got in, we already got in, uh, Hey Arnold... Jung the Jungle movie set to come to cable next year, which will shed light on Arnold's parents. 
Um, and then apparently the folks behind Napoleon Dynamite are working on a, get this, Avengers-style Nicktoons mashup movie. Where'd you find those? This is from the same, like, geek.com sort of, uh... Oh. Yeah, I knew I knew about the Hey Arnold movie, and I think I knew about the... Legends of the, the Hidden... Nicktoons. There's the Legends of the Hidden Temple TV movie as well. Yeah. Which, again, I'm not happy about either, because my, just, the rant I just had, but... We know. just needed to come back as a show. Yeah. Doesn't need to come back as a movie. Doesn't need to come back as a Comic Con exclusive. It needs to come back as a television show. Not so that way we can watch modern day possible. kids. So we can watch modern day kids struggle to put together the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Yep. That is all the we shrine need. Shrine of the Silver Monkey. No, no, I no. Love the Bradley Baker. No, no, no. The feet go on the bottom, not on the top. I know. I always hated that. It's like, do you not know where the feet in the head goes? <laughs> oh, it was it was the best. And modern day temple guards. Ugh. Oh god. The temple guards were hilarious because they were just like, oh no, it's a temple guard. He just kind of walks out and kind of hugs the kid and drags him back. Well, no, it's like, he like waves all, his arms around. Creepy. He goes, ooga booga. <laughs> and then yeah. he hugs the kid and takes them away. And it's funny, too, because a lot of the kids just kind of gave up whenever the temple guard would come out, and the kids just be like, fine, and then they get dragged off. And it's like, you can't fight that, you know. Just because the temple guard comes out doesn't mean you have to give up and just lose. But they never, you know, I don't know. Exactly. (sighs) Okay, so shall we talk about the Assassin's Creed movie pictures then? There's really Again. only two of them. Only I two mean, pictures released. One of him in the assassin suit, and then one of them in what I'm pretty sure is just his boxers and a gun. No, that, those are like sweatpants. Okay, well he's still shirtless it, with a gun. Yeah. It's a crossbow gun. But it's a gun, kind of. So, yeah. But, yeah, that picture is... There's going to be a lot of uh, fan service for women in this movie. Well, yeah, how else are they going to bring people... How else are guys going to bring in their girlfriends to see this movie? Very true. It's like, hey, I'm going to go see Assassin's Creed movie. <sighs> you play that game so much, I don't want to see this movie. And then just play, Hang on a sec. Here. This is the guy playing the main character. It shows that picture. And then she'll go, okay, we can go see it. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want it, well, like, if you want any more example, there's uh, the show I watch, Critical Role, they got a golem, I'm not going to go into details, they got a golem they could control with a head thingy, and they named it Fastbender. Huh, interesting. So, yeah, he has that effect. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I mean, we've already talked to this movie to death. It's not going to be out for another five months. So, as more stuff gets gets released, we will vaguely talk about it. Because we just love vaguely talking about pictures that you guys can't see. Yep. Though I will say, I like the 
the sort of Ottoman-esque inspired uh, 15th century Spanish assassin look. Yeah, I first didn't think that was actually Fassbender because uh, he looked really tanned. So that kind of threw me off. Yeah. Alright. And the last bit of non sort of fandomy news that's connected to any particular fan well it is connected to a fandom but it's not conglommed as I love to say conglommed <laughs> into one specific category of comic books so recently the Star Trek people someone I don't remember who I don't know where this started I just know that it eventually landed in George Decay's wheelhouse and he was just like I'm very disappointed in you or something like along the lines of that. Um, so, start in Star Trek Beyond, we will find out that Sulu is gay, and yep. George Takei went on to say, "You know, you could have added in a gay character." Uh, and then Simon Pegg was like, "Adding a gay character wouldn't have been such a great idea." And then Zachary Quinto said something about it too. Oh, Zachary Quinto was disappointed in George Decay being disappointed. Disappointment! Yeah, basically. So, honestly, who cares? Like, with the... Well, see, the, the whole big thing with the LGBT characters is that people put stereotypical characters in there. And like, hey, we've got a gay character, or we're turning this character gay. You should all be happy because representation. It's like, no, see, it, it's it, it's not what we're talking about. All right, don't just try to make us happy by making a character that is known gay. Make a new character, introduce them as a character, and oh, by the way, they're gay. Don't make it. Hi, my name is so and so. I'm gay. Don't make no, them into a vegan, basically. Yeah, And it's like, be like, hey, my name is so-and-so. Oh, cool, good to know you. Five episodes down the line, you see him kissing his boyfriend. Oh, he's gay. Okay. You know, it's it's not... It, don't throw one in people's faces. Be like, oh, he's gay. You should all be happy about it. No, be like, hey, the new character, by the way, he's gay. Or even taking an established character, because you can take established characters outside of the quote-unquote main continuity. I mean... Look at Iceman. Iceman is gay. The character of Iceman is gay. Oh yeah, and people had a fit because of the way it was known. Because I don't was it Jean Grey that read his mind, saw he was gay, and then essentially called him on it and like confronted him with it and like, no, you're gay. He's like, I I don't know, no, you're gay. And it's like she just like shoved it in his face and people were outraged about it. Yeah, but, like, more subtle gay characters, even if they're established, like, oh, yeah, this is my boyfriend, and then everyone would be like, huh. Yeah, sort of like, um, what's his name? The black guy from Arrow. Which one? Not... Oh, okay. Uh, Afro dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Terrific. Curtis. Yeah. Curtis, yeah. It was just sort of like, he's there, and then all of a sudden he's like... Yeah, and this is my life I, partner. Yeah, and, and you know, you could see it. You could see it in Felicity's face. She's like, "Oh, 
okay, and then everything continued. You know, there was that realization of, oh, he's gay. Okay, move on with the story. And that's 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 how you do that's it. That's the rep. That's how you do it right there. That's just you knew the character. You liked the character. Oh, he's gay. Okay. By the way, did you see this new thing I got? You know. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the one thing Arrow season four did right. Oh yeah. Like one of the only things it did right. True. Yeah, after season three, Arrow just went downhill. Well, I mean, yeah, shit's hitting the fan quicker than I can. I hope. I really to. hope they do. I really hope they do something with it. Because right now I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the show overall. But I'm not going to talk about that. We're not. We're not talking about DC stuff right now. Not yet, anyways. No. Okay, let's see. Marvel Comics update. Uh, for those of you who, for some reason, love to live under rocks but still somehow listen to podcasts. Iron Maiden. Yep. That's actually kind of funny. Iron Man is... Okay, so after the events of Civil War II, Tony Stark stepped out of the suit. And Iron Man, the Iron Man mantle will be picked up by a 15-year-old black girl named Riri. Riri. Who builds her own Iron Man suit in her MIT dorm. Okay, so she's a prodigy. Gotcha. Yeah. She is the most modern version of a superheroine that I'd heard. Brian Michael Bendis. I don't know who that He's is. He's kind of big in terms of comics. He works on some of like the big comics out oh, there. Okay. Uh, so Tony Stark's aware of her existence. He's been keeping tabs on her, um, and he's sort of focusing on Avengers business. He's sort of running the Avengers. And yeah, I could say he's more of a PR person. I guess you could probably say yeah would be the better way to. Explain and they're it. going to meet soon. Whenever that happens, it might have already happened. I don't know. This I I'm stuck in the past. I'm trying to catch up with the the present. But so so essentially the way if I'm reading this right, Stark steps out. It's huge news. She Riri says, "No, we need an Iron Man, so I'll do it myself." And made a suit. Essentially. Huh. I did what I did. Didn't know why I was doing it, and now there's all of this online chatter that Tony Stark's missing. Missing? Maybe dead. Jeez. No one has seen the dude. And you're and and you think and you're supposed to what? Am I crazy? Oh, you're the craziest. Girl, first of all, <laughs> you're fifteen years old. What does that have to do with anything? You made this out of things you stole from the campus, and now you think you're you're supposed to be the new. Come on, you don't see the connection. Does it work? Ideally, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, essentially, she feels she needs to be the next Iron Man, or at least finds Tony Stark, and bam. So I think it's interesting. Um, I didn't see it coming at all, and I hope they did it in terms of, let's just go crazy and make a new character, not in a way of, like, 
We need to appease the black people. How are we going to appease the black people? Well, why don't we just make the new Iron Man a girl and make her black? Well, they already did that with Captain America. So that's not the issue. Also, Falcon. Yeah. yeah. Because we've now had three different versions of Captain America. Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes, and now Sam Wilson. Yeah. All their own characters in their own right, but have all shared the mantle of Captain America. Iron Man, his mantle's only been shared with himself. I thought so. It was only Tony Stark. Spider-Man's mantle has been spread around many different people and clones of himself. Clones of Spider-Man? Yeah, there was a strange sort of Spider-Man comic arc in the 90s and 2000s where the Spider-Man we thought was a clone turned out to be the actual real Peter Parker who thought he was someone else. Wow, that is meta. Comic books got really convoluted before the turn of the century. Yeah, I guess. Holy Why crap. do you think Flashpoint happened in DC to re like to just sort of reboot everything? <laughs> well, it technically it didn't reboot everything. It I mean, reset most, if not all, of Earth fifty two. Well Minus so, Green Lantern and Batman. So so in the comics, Flashpoint happened and never went back to the way it was? No, it it, it, happened it, then... it did. But because oh. of him fixing it, the world sort of started... The world sort of changed. It never so it changed. It never went back the... to the way it was. It was permanently oh. changed okay. because of what happened. Okay. Which... And why... What, what happened with Flashpoint... In the comics, did he do? Did he do it to save his mother again? Yeah, no, it definitely was to save his mom. Okay. It's always so, been. It's so, always been to save his mom. Okay, that's good to know. So I feel like we should have seen Flashpoint coming then. Oh, I saw it coming. I saw it coming from a mile away. Well, cause see, like I only know, I only know the shows. I don't know comics because I never. I don't have the money to get them now, and I wasn't interested. I've when been. I, was a kid. I just read a lot of wikis. Uh, I guess, yeah. What can I say? But, yeah. So this, along with the new Miss Marvel and the new Captain America, and even the new Thor, which is about to be changed again? Question mark? Because Marvel just announced the Unworthy Thor series, where Thor is sort of coming back to grips to get, you know, his hammer back. That's... That's an interesting hammer. Considering part of it is an axe. That might be Beta Ray Bill's hammer. I mean, well, no, it's Thor's hammer. Yeah. Because it says it's got the thing on the side. Whoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. So it's part hammer, part axe. And technically speaking, it's got three points you can attack with because that pommel shove that into someone's eye. That'll do. He's anything. also carrying a regular axe in his metal arm, apparently. So, if you've been following following along with comics, you'll know why. I don't know why, but you'll know why. And well, because because I know he lost the ability to be Thor. And it went to a woman. Well, he put down the hammer and was not able to pick it back up. And then Jane Foster picked it up and was worthy enough to 
have the mantle of Thor. Okay. Okay, so... But this has nothing to do with that, then. No, actually, what I'm reading on is, uh... That that might actually be a new Thor's hammer. Because I'm reading further, uh, the writer of the comic made it abundantly clear that the unworthy Thor will coexist with the mighty Thor rather than replacing it. And that Jane Foster and the Odinson will be following separate but interconnected paths over the course of the next year. So there's two Thors. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> which, which to, to me, kind of... This whole thing with Thor is, cre- is just weird for me because, like, on the one hand, yes, power of Thor... I get that. But at the same time, that's his name. He is Thor. That is his name. And it's just sort of like so I can I don't have the ability to use my own name. I used it for all my life and now all of a sudden I'm unworthy so I can't use Thor. Well, he can't like, use I, the title of Thor. He is still Thor Odinson. He is Thor Odinson through and through, but he is not the warrior Thor. It's a title rather than a name. Well, see, again, that's that's where it kind of messes with my head, because it's like, I get it's a title. Right, right. But It's, it's also like, his name. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, Thor. That's not Thor. No, that's his name. He's Thor. He well, just doesn't have the power just, of Thor. You would, <laughs> you would go by calling him Odinson, basically. You would, yeah, you guess, would have to go yeah, around that, that by calling him Odinson. And this isn't the first time that there's been another sort of Thor Hammer-esque but this might be like a new Mjolnir because there's the Beta Ray Bill like sort of story where Beta Ray Bill was able to pick up Thor's hammer and as such Odin granted him a hammer of his own that gave him Thor's powers basically hmm I kind of want it to be like it's another like Mjolnir but like a different name and it's kind of corrupted and it's uh, I'm trying to think to put it in perspective for you Sean it'd be kind of like the uh, Deep Spectre mm-hmm. yeah. icon where it's it's got power and it's kind of overwhelming at times and you're not sure if the person can handle it or not so there would be moments of him like trying to go into battle and it's like shaking in his hand and he like drops to a knee and he's like trying to hold on so he doesn't get corrupted and go nuts or something then you can have one where he does go nuts and go rogue and then you get like Jane Foster who has to show up and be like it's not who you are you're Thor you're Odin's son and da 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 and then he's miraculously saved and then at that point you can have the the fit the new Mjolnir like shrug off all of the corruption so now it's just another Mjolnir you know, I'm writing this story for you, Marvel. Take it. <laughs> yeah. So that could be interesting, but we will see something in the fall. So that's that. Uh, da, 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 da. Should we talk Comic Con news or move? Oh, no, let's do Comic Con. There's gonna be a giant freaking Captain America statue at Comic Con. It's just, it's huge. It's going to be 13 feet tall. That's big. Uh Uh-huh. In bronze. 
In bronze? Yeah. Oh my god. This is commemorating his 75th anniversary, and it will be going on a nationwide tour, starting at the official unveiling at San Diego Comic-Con. And it will be eventually moved to Brooklyn, where it will be its permanent home, because as people know... I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. It even says so on the statue. Yeah, yeah, it does so. And there will also be 750 12-inch statues, like bronze figures, and 135-inch pewter figures of the statue. Made to order. Yeah. And they will think back to a favorite comic book or whatever, and this just is all for Captain America's 75th anniversary. When is the 75th anniversary? It's just this entire year. There was a special... The there was a special... The de dedication ceremony is happening the 10th of next month. Yeah. So, let's see. There was the special that happened in mid-season earlier this year. And then there's this, as well as like the return of Captain America to his former glory... Hail Hydra, you know, etc., etc. And okay, there we go. The character first appeared in Captain America Comics number one, cover dated March nineteen forty one. Yep. So there you go. March of nineteen forty one. I don't know what the actual date is. There's a picture of the cover, but it's too... Oh, it's, that's not the right cover, though. Uh, it, just, it just says March. I was kind of hoping for, like, an actual day. Yeah, it just keeps saying March. Oh, wait. Cover dated March 1941, and on sale, December 20th, 1940. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Because uh, that's, that's rather interesting. I, I keep saying interesting, but it is. Because it says, if the cover, the cover dated 1941, but it started to go on sale 1940... Well, what is covered? There's a whole thing. It refers to the date displayed on the covers of periodical publications such as magazines and comic books. This is not necessarily the true date of publication. For some publications, the cover date may not actually be found on the cover, but rather the inside jacket. Uh, a 1951 issue of Superman, which had the cover date of July, would have been published two months earlier from the date in the month of May. So, I am totally confused. <laughs> well, then, yeah, I don't know. But I'm looking at something. Um, I haven't finished Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3 yet, so this might be spoilers for me while I continue down the pipeline, but this is something that might be very interesting for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and for the Marvel Universe entirely. 
rumor rumors are going around that there's a ghostwriter casting call um and it's doubling down on agents of shield rumors uh there's a the trolleys for san diego comic-con have like these flaming chains on them people think it's referencing one of the inhumans hellfire and other people are like oh ghostwriter and i would would be interesting uh, it may appear that the flaming chains means that vengeance is coming to shield though it's not the spirit you might expect um, according to heroic Hollywood uh, there might be more to more to fan speculation than just speculation uh, unless Hellfire is going to feature as a major character uh, there'd be no reason to feature a flaming chain without making people think Ghost Rider Marvel's smart the recent casting notice hit the internet via TV line, has given credence to the Ghost Rider rumors, as well as confirming that we will be seeing Ada, the birthday girl, from the end of Season 3. Fans of the comics will know that the most recent incarnation of Ghost Rider, the mechanic Robbie Reyes, has a disabled brother named Gabriel. After participating in an illegal street race, Reyes is killed while driving his car, only to be brought back by a spirit of vengeance. Uh, Very D&D type stuff, man. He becomes a protector. What, yeah. <laughs> he made a pact, so now he's a warlock. Yeah. He becomes a protector <laughs> within the neighborhood until, when confronted by Johnny Blaze, he learns that he's not possessed by a spirit of vengeance, but by the ghost of the serial killer Eli Morrow, who dismembered 37 people in rituals before being gunned down by the police. Oh, isn't that quite nice? Wow. They didn't do that for the Nicolas Cage movie. Well, because Johnny Blaze is not connected to that spirit of vengeance. He's more connected to Zarathos. Um, he's a uh, he is the spirit of vengeance, and he tormented demons and angels. And according to Doctor Strange, he's powerful enough to take on the Hulk. Fine. So Reyes bonds with the spirit and is warned that his abilities can cause problems. He sees the effects of his abilities and ends up causing him to harm his brother Gabe, who relies on him. After leaving him alone and nearly starving him while Ghost Rider, Gabe regresses and Robbie is left to take care of him. Heavy storyline, but a powerful one that showcases Marvel's commitment to diversity. It's speculated that John Ridley's secret Marvel project might be a backdoor Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider spinoff, with recent fan casting wanting to see Norman Reedus in the role of Johnny Blaze. That could be interesting. It's possible that we might see more than one Ghost Rider, and if Robbie Reyes is the first individual we do see, it's a powerful connective tie to Doctor Strange. Could the demons be a connective thread throughout the MCU, with Johnny Blaze moving to Netflix, Robbie Reyes on ABC, and perhaps a third Ghost Rider joining the movies? Would be interesting. Well... Interestingly enough, the Inhuman Hellfire is actually a descendant of the original Ghost Rider and a member of Johnny Blaze's bloodline. Huh. Hellfire is an Inhuman, which could lead specu to speculation that the varying dimensions are in fact more alien than magical in origin. Dun, dun, dun dimensions aka we're having like an earth 2 moment for marvel well in the ghost rider comics there is multitude of dimensions along with the nine realms of like norse mythology and so uh, yeah. mephisto 
who is a sorcerer who has like a um, immense power literally controls hell like Fine. a version of hell while Loki's daughter runs the Norse version of hell wow, there's so much I don't know <laughs> so much I don't freaking know man it's ridiculous this is what I get for playing baseball as a kid <laughs> well yeah um I know the whole Norse mythology thing because I played the game too human which is a modernized take on Norse mythology. And then there's Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which gives me insight on Mephisto and Ghost Rider as a character as well. And honestly, if this all happens the way people are speculating it, good on you, Marvel. Good on you. <laughs> but... Who knows? We won't know until the Comic-Con panels. And even then, we still probably won't know. So, yeah. They might pull what they did for, uh... Was it the original Batman vs. Superman trailer? Where they played it, and Snyder was like, if I see any video of it on the internet, there's gonna be, like, hell to pay or something like that? Probably. Snyder would do something like that, to be honest. Yeah. Snyder's a dick. And to me, he's the... Si He's in the same spectrum as Shalomalon. Like, just keep the two of them away from directing anything, because they'll just ruin it. Just let Ben Affleck direct the Justice League movies. He'll do a oh, yeah. he'll do a better job of it. I would agree with that. But yeah, so now we're gonna get into some movie movie talk. Um, Thor 3, Thor Ragnarok, has started filming, and there are just pranks galore all over the place. <laughs> I love this prank. And so the Mjolnir prop was placed on top of a toilet, and the comment reads, Thanks a lot, dude! At Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> so good. There's another one where it's actually on Chris Hemsworth's uh, Instagram page, and it's just him holding, like, a normal hammer, and it's like, budget for Thor 3 got cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cuts. It's gonna be fun just being on the set for Marvel movies. Just all the stuff that happens. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna find pull up the picture right now, actually. Because oh. it, it kind of... Um... To go off on a small tangent, it won't take long. Uh, in my D&D game, we normally play Monday. We're on a three-week hiatus. It sucks. Uh, one of the characters, his name is Zarn, and he's a cleric to the god Pamplos, which is all based around, like, uh, water. And then he's, uh, he's a Tempest one, which is kind of based around lightning. And he has a hammer. And it's he kind of plays off that he's Thor. And we were thinking, like, how would you be able to make a D&D-type Mjolnir? And then we thought of it. There's an item in the game called an immovable rod, where it's got a button on it. You place it where you want, click the button, and it stays magically in the air. All we could think of was, what if you take the handle off a hammer replace it with an immovable rod and then you have what looks like a normal hammer 
But then if you want to keep someone down, you take the hammer, flips upside down, set it on top of them, and click the button. And then you can't move the hammer. Interesting. It's it's really freaking funny. Yeah. And I want it to happen so bad. Okay, so the actual picture reads, expect big and little changes. And it's just a picture of Chris Hemsworth holding, like, a hardware hammer. Where is that? It's on his Instagram page. Oh, well, I don't want to go through Instagram right now. I have so much backlog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't check it every day, so... Uh, let me just... I can actually just copy the share URL and send it to you. On Skype? Wee-wee. Wee-wee. Uh-huh. But yeah, they like to play little jokes like this on each other, and it's quite perfect. I I actually saw a picture... Uh, he's not... The, uh, Hemsworth isn't the first one to do something like this. There was uh, a picture on the internet of Thor's hammer sitting on the toilet... With someone dressed as Spider-Man, like, doing, like, the I gotta go to the bathroom dance. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a video of, like, Thor just messing with Spider-Man. And he just placing Mjolnir all over the place. And at the end of it, is it's on top of his mask. So Spider-Man puts on a Batman mask and just leaves to go save the city. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Thor 3, expect big and little changes. (laughs) God. I was kind of hoping for something else. It was more like, I was hoping it was like an action scene, you know, where he's like in full costume and he's standing there holding, you know, just holding the hammer with the description of expect big and little changes. It would have been more fun. That would have been funnier, definitely. But you do what you gotta do. And. Like, you could, you could have, you could have employed, like, uh, like the enemy or just like a grunt or something like that to just kind of like get in like this weird like I'm coming at you pose and you know he could have Hemsworth and like I'm gonna hit you with the hammer type pose and it's just you know a ball peen hammer that would be funny that would be for sure um alright so the last little well not the last little bit of D, uh, Marvel movie news I almost just said DC movie news damn I almost just pulled a U I was gonna say you're just getting bad as me <sighs> it's been it's been a been a week definitely um, so Spider-Man marked the one year countdown to the release of the movie with a picture that's pretty cool I'm not gonna lie you actually get a first look at his web shooters so that's just all I wanted to say about that. Like you, I I I like the suit. It kind of looks like a physical representation of the CGI crap we got from the movie, from uh, Civil War. Actually, I think that was a real suit. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I can guarantee. I can guarantee you, it wasn't. You can just tell that wasn't a real suit. Hmm. I don't know. I've only and, seen it and, once, and, so. And, 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 and everywhere I've seen has said, no, that's that's definitely not a real suit. I mean, you could even tell it wasn't a real suit with the whole eye thing. Like when he first showed up and he had Captain's uh, shield and then his eyes got smaller. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, the, that's like you know, yeah, okay, it was CG. They probably just had a guy in a green suit jumping around and stuff. And then he's like, well, just do it post, you know, because, you know, obviously they just threw him in there. Yeah, 
But this does provide our first little sneak peek at the Spidey web shooter, yep. which looks as to be expected, actually. A pressure pad yeah. on the palm of the hand, right where his uh, middle finger and ring finger meet, and then the rest of it attached to his wrist, with the little silver spot being where the web fluid shoots out. See, kind of, what I was kind of hoping, and you know, I'm probably wrong and stupid about it, I kind of wanted it to be integrated into the suit to the point where it doesn't look like he has one. And then he just kind of, you know, he spits it. So it kind of looks like, oh, he doesn't actually need any, like, mecha- you know, essentially it would look like he was more Tobey Maguire, where it looked natural, but it wasn't natural, rather than just, like, it's on the outside, out in the open. Well, it's... Because if it was built in, it would also be harder for them to take out. But if it's just something he kind of buckles to his wrist, anybody can just tear it off and he's screwed. What I'm thinking is this scene that they're taking a like that the picture is from is him just testing them out before integrating them into the suit because he does have them integrated into the suit until okay. that time he turns into a man spider and then reemerges as normal Spider-Man with the ability to shoot organic webs. But that's an entire different storyline that makes absolutely no <laughs> sense that we are not getting nope. into on this podcast because holy shit that's just way too weird. <laughs> Again, the 90s were a strange time. The 90s and the yes, early 2000s were. were kind of a weird time for comics. God, this movie's going to be insane. Well, just looking at the casting list, I mean, the casting list has yeah, been has updated since, and I'm not going to come to you and tell you every single person on here, because it's still expanding. There is not an official press release yet, and... The Marvel Report people are very upset that there isn't because it's just like Sony released a damn press release already. Yeah. All I can say is, if this movie does well, there's only one place they can go from here. Oh. And you know where that is. Where? Spidey Universe. Ooh, the Spider-Verse. The Spider-Verse. I want the Spider-Verse. We get... I mean, could could you imagine having, you know, like... Uh, Spider Gwen, Spider Ham, Spider Ham. We get finally uh, Miles Morales. Spot. We get the Iron Spider. Maybe. You know that there are so many, so many options. Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Spider Man Noir. Yeah, I mean you could have like uh, yeah. I, I said that already. Yeah. Um, you could have um. Sort of like an Earth 2 type scenario. How it was like, even though it had modern technology, everything looked like it was still out of like, you know, 50s. And you can have like an old school yet kind of modern Spider-Man where the suit looks old, but at the same time he's got like, you know, the web shooters. That type of thing. Yeah. That's what I want. We need a Spider-Verse movie. Sony, make it happen. Or Marvel, make it happen. One of you two, make it happen. Both of you, make it happen. There you go. Okay. And the last little bit of Marvel movie news, at least for right now. Yep. Avengers, the first Avengers movie, it was supposed to be the Skrull attacking, but it was at that point where people, where Marvel realized they didn't have the rights to it, so they just gave it to the Chitauri. Well, James Gunn confirms what a lot of people a lot of people at Marvel have been saying. 
the name Skrull is actually co-owned. Because Skrull is essentially a Fantastic Four sort of uh, villain. But it's also sort of, you know, a Marvel villain entity. Specific Skrull characters are still owned by Fox, but as a whole, they're co-owned, as James Gunn has said. So, essentially, um, we could see the Skrull in a Marvel movie. Well... We just wouldn't see specific ones. Yeah, more specifically, you would see it in any sort of inhuman Kree conflict. Because Skrull and Kree are sort of mortal enemies. Gotcha. Okay. So. I mean, and I, I almost have to say, within the next year or two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say this. As a streamer that I watch likes to say it loud and proud, we will see Fox Marvel movies. It will happen. I don't know how, I don't know when, but in the next couple years it's going to happen. Whether it's X-Men alongside the Avengers or Fantastic Four being integrated in the MCU. <coughs> I don't know. X-Men versus Avengers. Gonna, there you go. It's going to happen. Um... Since that was... Or we might finally get the Inhuman movie <laughs> and have, like, Inhumans versus mutants. Well, yeah, because that plays into... Uh, there was a comic book story arc where the uh, Inhumans sort of started flooding everywhere with Terrigen, and mutants... It's lethal to human, like, to mutants. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. At least, like, the X-Gene mutants. Something like, uh... What's-His-Face from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the guy who can touch stuff and absorb... Absorbing man. There we go. <laughs> that, that man who can absorb things. What was his name called again? <laughs> I think it's Absorbing Man. But in one of the episodes, it... They exposed his blood, like they combined his blood and uh, Daisy's blood from before she became an inhuman to Terrigen, and his blood sort of prevented her blood from going through Terrigenesis. Wow. I, I, I just had to, like, blink a couple <laughs> times to be unconfused by that. Yeah, shit's going down in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so. More on that later. Not not in this podcast, but more on that in the future somewhere. Yeah. I may say something about it in the future. Who knows? <laughs> He's actually guest starring. Um, he Remember that guy we talked about earlier, the Hellfire? Yeah, he's actually going to be Ghost Rider. He just can't tell you yet. I kind of broke NDA for him, so there you go. Curses, not again! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and now flipping the coin over to the other side. DC Comics. Which, this actually isn't a normal DC Comics thing, but there's going to be a He-Man and Thundercats crossover comic. Yes! 
That's gonna be interesting. Bring it to me. So, I have no clue who the Toy Titans are. I don't care. Like, well, because I'm questioning it because... Um, well, they did Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover fairly recently. Wow. I need to read that. That sounds freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. Batman's not taking any of Michelangelo's shit. <laughs> so... Oh my god, a He-Man Thundercats duo? That's insane. By the power of Grayskull and the Great Eye of Thundera. <laughs> this is gonna be one of those insane... I, I feel like this is like a Toku thing. You know, where it's like... You know, when they did the drive Tokuger, it was like, we're gonna take you for a ride, and Tokuger said, uh, you know, the Shupat Shinko thing... I feel like that's what it is. It's like the two catchphrases coming together. Thunder. By the power of Grayskull in the Great Eye of Thundera. Well, it's you more will of, be defeated. More of Thundercats, ho, but you know, no. that's more of the Thundercats's thing. But yeah, the Great Eye of Thundera. This is just like, I I feel like this isn't for the toy titans. Uh, it's more of for the He-Man Thundercats. Like, nobody's... Like like I said, everybody's like, who... It's like, who are the Toy Titans? Because they are actually teams of Toy Titans. The Right now, Mattel has a Toy Titans line out right now for He-Man and Thundercats, I believe. Oh, okay. Sure. Which... According to what Jordan Deno at Toku Nation um, said, they're not going to be at com- the toys are not going to have a presence at Comic Con, which seems to spell doom. But the story will unite the headlining heroes. Thanks to Mumra searching for a weapon to destroy the Sword of Omens and finds He-Man's own power sword, and then shit ensues from there. Fun. (laughs) This I am definitely going to be picking up when it comes out. I would read it. It, I don't know. I I know next to nothing about He-Man or Thundercats, but I would read that. And it's going to be on sale... In Octo- on October 5th. Yep. That's going to be insane. Yes. This makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <sighs> and some DC TV news to sort of round up. That was only it. put out an hour ago. Literally an hour ago. Yeah, I, I saw this, and I, I I almost did it, and then I got sidetracked, and then you're like, hey, add this. I'm like, oh, right, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Aerostar oh, John Barrowman struck a deal with the CW, making him a series regular across all the network superhero shows. Which, it's probably a better deal than what Wetmerth Miller got, because 
he got that deal before Supergirl came into the CW arsenal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We'll add Flash Legends Tomorrow to his resume following the footsteps of Legends Tomorrow Wentworth. Okay. Uh... Barrowman plays the self-serving Malcolm Merlin. Blah, 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 blah. It's unclear where he'll pop up first, thanks to the New Deal, but it's probably Arrow. It's probably going to be Arrow. <laughs> Let's yeah. just face it. I mean, he'll, he'll he'll obviously go back to Arrow, but it all makes sense. Like, you know, maybe Legends Tomorrow will, like, go back to a certain time. When or he had like an that. actual hand. Yeah, and, you know, he'll be there, and you'll have... Um, I'm blanking on a lot of things today. White Canary character's name. Sarah. Sarah Lance. Sarah. Yeah. You're going to have Sarah there, and she's going to freak out, and then he's going to be like, I have no clue who you are, and it's like, oh, this is before I met him. Well, shit. You know, and, you know, all that type of stuff. I still question how it's going to, how anything is going to be related to Supergirl. We'll see once Flashpoint hits. Oh, yeah. But I want my Dean Kane DC. Give me my Dean Kane. <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be interesting because Malcolm Merlin's only role at the moment in Arrow was to sort of just fuck shit up for Team Arrow and oh yeah, annoy the living hell out of Thea. Like yep. that's just his goal. It's just to bug Thea. And we talked about the Netflix CW partnership, right? At the very top yeah, of the episode. Yeah, because I, I, I used it as a segue to go into Voltron. Correct, Amundo. Alright, so that's also <laughs> happening. Yeah. Just for those of you who decided to skip the intro of the podcast, for whatever reason. And we're going to lastly finish up with just a little personal announcement from me. Sean's leaving and leaving me the podcast to be alone because he's an asshole. 100% incorrect, <laughs> actually. <laughs> as much as John thought that when I sent him the show notes, he... I won't lie, I was actually kidding. <laughs> I was actually kidding, I didn't think that, because I, you know, I know you would tell him if you were leaving. I would have told you, like, months in advance yeah. if I was planning on leaving. Reach the end of a podcast, I know nothing. Oh, by the way, this is my last episode, so bye guys! And I'm just like, uh, okay... No, um, but in that same vein, I am a part of a new podcast for the TV show iZombie. It's part of the DC TV Podcast Network, along with the Flash Podcast that my friend Andy is a part of, Quiver, a Green Arrow podcast, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, Legends of Gotham, about Gotham, and then Supergirl Radio, which is about Supergirl. Uh, iZombie Radio... We just launched it as of today, which is the 8th of July. We released, we uh, sort of just launched it on the 1st of July. So, for those of you who haven't been paying attention to anything I've said on Twitter, anything, shame on you. First off. <laughs> Second off, I, it's my post, it's my uh, pinned tweet, is that sort of announcement. Uh, this project has sort of been in the pipeline since season three was announced, um, and I'll be part of a four-person sort of conglom. 
<laughs> to use one of my favorite terms. Ah, uh, for the second time this episode. Won't be the last. <laughs> Probably won't be the last. Um, and we're just gonna, at least up until when season three starts, which is mid-season this year, as it was for season one. Um, we don't know when we're recording our first episode because one of us experienced family issues, family tragedy fairly recently. Not me. But one of the other co-hosts. So I will sort of keep you guys in the know when that's going to happen. And uh, if you haven't, subscribe to the feed. Listen to the promo that I sort of voiced and produced myself. Um, And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. There may be more podcasts down the pipeline. I am in talks with another friend on Twitter about starting up a psych podcast for whatever reason. The show's been gone for two years now, and we're guaranteed at least like 130 episodes, because I can extend things out beyond 120 episodes. I got 10 episodes worth of extra content to go through. Jeez. Okay, I lied. Maybe like seven episodes of extra content. No, wait, eight, because let's see, five books, I think, no, six books maybe. I don't know. Five or six books, the two online games they've had, and then there was a PC game. So, guaranteed that many number of episodes. But, we'll see. You're running yourself thin. Dude. I'm just trying to build a portfolio for myself. Oh, I don't blame you, so am I. <laughs> because the more I do, the more I get better. Like, the faster I get better at this. Which is why you might see me posting more links to my articles on the Marvel Report, because I am going to sort of crack down on that and crank out more articles as I can. Don't you have more Guardians to do as well? I do. I'm actually an episode behind right now. Because I just... Get cracking. I've been busy. (laughs) Life's been getting in the way. Um... Eh, understandable. Because none of this, none of this is paying me. None of it. I would love. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I know how that feels. I've been editing podcasts for a good seven-ish years, uh, maybe even a little bit longer than that. And the most I ever got paid was for HJU, and he would give me like twenty dollars of CS toy credit. And that's it. And then I think that only happened two or three times over the span of like four years. So, yeah, I know how it feels to be doing something like this and not getting paid for it. Which I mean is fine. This is a hobby. But, you know, it may prove fruitful down the line. Who knows? It helps with with editing skills, I can tell you that one. Well, yeah, because I'm going to be one of the editors on it. It's between me and co-host Blaze. Yes, his name is Blaze. That's interesting. <laughs> Sounds like a comic name. Uh, yeah, probably. But although to be to be fair, there was a character in Harry Potter whose name was Blaze Zabini. Good so. point. Very good point. But again, we'll <laughs> see. Um, at least with that, uh, it'll, you know. 
I'm going to be promoting this as much as possible on my other platforms as well, because, you know, this deserves a little bit of attention to every now and again. Well, thank you <laughs> for attention every now and then. Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> We've gotten to the point where we don't record every other, every other week anymore. It's kind of a, okay, I have a free moment, you have a free moment, let's do this shit. It's it's kind it's kind of every other week, because when it comes around that time we start talking, and then it's like, well, if we can't, we schedule for the next week, and then it's sometimes like an extra week. That's essentially what happened this time. And what happened the last time? Really? No, wait, no, two podcasts ago, because there was the three week gap between the podcast before that and then that podcast, then two week gap between that one and last podcast, and then a three week gap between last podcast and this one. I think. My brain hurts. My brain hurts, too. <laughs> and my girlfriend hasn't been in the room for roughly an hour now. Because my brother got here. <laughs> and I told him to come in as quietly as possible. And he did... Maybe she went to go tell him off. He did come in as quietly as possible. Wow. I know. That's actually really surprising. Yeah, I didn't hear the loud... Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was quite surprising. I w- I'm I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. Because um, so, my family, including my brother and his girlfriend, are all going out to Vegas. I am staying home because I have to work tomorrow, and my girlfriend couldn't get the time off, so that's why I wasn't going in the first place. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and now that real life talk is over, we'll end the we'll end the geek, part. so we can re so we can maybe like put together our brains again from all the scrambling that happened. Oh, I'm and fine. Then, uh, <laughs> oh, I guess it's just me. Then. <laughs> um, and then we will come back after the break with Toku stuff because I still have to watch the latest episode of Ghost because. It only came out yesterday, and I was busy yesterday. I managed to squeeze it in and finish Amazons, so that was always fun. Oh, hi. Are you guys done? Uh, with part one. Oh. And with that, we will end part one, <laughs> and we'll be back after the break. My badges and my Pokeball 
Buddy Pikachu to help me try to catch them all. Yo, it's all about the evolution of the Pokemon. The training, attaining, and being part of the phenomenon. Be a Pokemon's the icon. Ha, Team Rocket will be long gone. But first you gotta know about the different types. Grass, fire, ground, flame, electric, water, rock, flying, ice, normal, but ghost, fighting, and dragon. Don't forget about psychics. different part now try to at least we think we are try to do welcome back cotter didn't work out well um (laughs) welcome to the john is flemmy and uh sponsor welcome (laughs) welcome to the john is flemmy podcast sponsored by lemonade there's a lot of lemonade going on right now yep i've got lemonade you've got lemonade we've all got lemonade yep lemonade yep it's a good drink Nice and refreshing. Exactly. Speaking of... I was going to say, speaking of lemons, but that really wasn't going to make much sense. (laughs) If we were talking about cars, maybe, but, you know. If we were talking about Gaim... Yeah, that would make sense. And there we go. There's my one promised thing to Eric, was to randomly (laughs) talk about Gaim this episode. Did you really? Yeah, we were playing Halo 5 earlier this week, and... He's like, if you're not talking about Gaim, you're not talking about anything. That's true. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to start off with some Power Ranger stuff. Uh, first thing is we finally got a poster for the official movie. 
which is kind of cool, but very lackluster. Kind of looks like a Transformers poster. There was someone who actually put Optimus Prime into this poster, and it is by far the greatest thing ever. That's hilarious. Um, I, I, it's, it's definitely a teaser poster. I'm okay with it. Um, honestly. It's, it's it, cool, don't get me wrong, I just, you know, I want more. Well, we'll be getting more as time, as the movie gets closer. Uh, hopefully we will get something in San Diego Comic-Con, because it has been reported that they are going to Comic-Con for the movie. Will Brian Cranston be running around wearing his own face as a mask this year? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. That's amazing. But I still can't get over that. Matt Smith going around as Bart Simpson, you know. Well, no, no, I, I still can't get over the fact that Brian Cranston's going to be in the Power Rangers movie. Well, I mean, he is the only returning cast member. Yeah, and I love how people have actually made that. It's like, there you go, we have a returning cast member, and it's Brian Cranston. <laughs> Yeah, and I also did see a picture earlier of uh, David Yost and R.J. Seiler hanging out. So we got Billy hanging out with Billy. Yeah. Wearing I, shirts with Triceratopses on them. I, I will admit, I can't, Billy. I can't wait for this movie to come out. But we've got yeah. to wait another, like, what, six? No. Eight Five. months. Five, yeah, eight months, roughly. Eight, eight March. And months. It's coming out in March, I believe, right? Towards the end of March? Mm, 27th. Yeah. It's already starting. <laughs> Told Sean I might end up burping during this conversation because I had chicken fingers with barbecue sauce. I just Curse burped. you, barbecue sauce. Yes, it is spicy, too. Like, holy crap, it shouldn't be that spicy. But yeah, um, that's the teaser poster. There's a lightning <laughs> bolt. Inside the lightning bolt says, Together we are... Scroll down a little further. Together we are more. Okay, together we are more. Sorry, I was reading it a little too quickly. And then four of them are standing on a car while one of them's just standing to the side of it. I, Why I, aren't you on top of the car, Decker? Why aren't you off there, Daker? Why? Why? I, I like, uh, I think it was Andre, uh, Black Nerd Comedy, that made a point of saying uh, they're on top of what looks like a beetle type thing, so he brought up the rad bug. Yes. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Billy's flying car. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we can hopefully, maybe, expect more Comic-Con time. I, we'll see. I told Sean it'd be great if they uh, had the suits. They had, like, the... All of a sudden, like, people in the suits come out and stand in front of the table like they do at Morphicon. But then the, and the people in the suits take the helmets off and it's the cast. Just for a little, like, hey, cool, the cast's here, too, and they're dressed in the suits. Because, you know, as Power Ranger fans, we want that to happen, because it happens all the time. Um, but yeah. We will find out more. Right now, it's just sort of all up in the air, scrambling around. Yep. And moving along to the next thing. Do you like, do you like big books about nonsense? I actually didn't know this was a thing. Apparently it is. Um, because we are now getting the ultimate visual history guide to the Power Rangers franchise. And my girlfriend is putting a gun to her head and going to shoot herself. I'm not going to be getting this thing. Because I already know everything about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Essentially. it's like 
it's just gonna have pictures of like probably uh, like sketches and like pictures of monsters and maybe some behind the scenes pictures and stuff like that so it's I mean it's yeah I'm reading the description and it takes viewers on a fascinating behind the scenes tour of the franchise from conception to present day feature films toys video games comic books and more Features interviews with top creators as well as some of key writers, producers, and res- the producers responsible for the iconic look, uh, special inserts, charts, art replications, and badges add special interest and collectability to this fantastic tribute. And a special chapter will be focusing on the movie, which will come out a month after. Because yep. this is scheduled for Mar- uh, February 28th, 2017. Almost a month after. And uh, there hasn't been a picture of a book. There's literally just a picture of the Power Rangers logo. Yep. That That's it. There's nothing else to say about this. Nope. It's, it's going to be a book. It's a book. It's probably going to be at your local Barnes & Noble. Go and check it out. Like, I get, just look at it, sit on the floor, flip through it, put it back, move on with your life. I feel like it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to come out with a price of like $30. Actually, no. No, I take that back. From Saban, it's going to probably be like $70. And then I'll give it a month, and they'll bring down the price to like 20 Because nobody will want to buy it. Because who wants a book full of history of Power Rangers? It's like, you want a history of Power Rangers? Go to Link Carr's page on the top of the fourth wall. He does all the history of Power Rangers. Just go to the Ranger Wiki. Or that. They've got pictures, information, and all of that. They're, essenti- they're essentially taking the Power Rangers wiki, putting it in a book, and selling it. Slapping a Saban's Brands label on there, yeah. and boom. Yep. That's <laughs> pretty much all they're doing. Yeah. <sighs> and in other unnecessary product news, <sighs> the legendary Red Ranger Chargers. Because we really needed this? No, we didn't. No. I love, how, I love how Alien Rangers is just AR. Yeah, and Megaforce and Mystic Force both have the same acronym. MF, yeah, that makes sense. In Space is IS. Well, uh, In Space is. Is In Space, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yep. Tur- um, I like how Turbo is just a T. Samurai is just an S. Oh, this is great. And then Mighty Morphin's just double M. Not yeah. even MMPR, it's just double M. And then I love Overdrive is OOD. Ood? Ood. It's the Ood, man. They finally found us. Zeo is just a Z when they, they could have put Zeo on it. Because it's only three letters. Ninja Storm, Dino Charge. It's weird that they have uh, a Dino Charge, Dino Charger. Well, not that. It's more of they paired it with Ninja Storm. Like you'd think they would pair it with like Mighty Morphin, or with, even Dino Thunder, or even Dino Thunder. Or but Dino a- Thunder's paired up with uh, RPM. Mighty yeah. Morphin's paired up with Mega Force. Alien Rangers is paired up with Super Mega Force. In Space, Lightspeed Rescue, uh, Time Force, and Wild Force. That one actually makes sense. Yeah. Lost Galaxy and SPD. No. 
Turbo and Samurai. Megaforce and Jungle Fury. Nope. Zeo and Operation Overdrive. Like, honestly, some of these picks are just kind of out there. Yeah, there's a lot of weird ones. But, again, it's... It's, just, not, it's not completely, like, unordinary. Because they essentially took what they did for the the GoBusters Kyoryu's team-up. And instead of just making it for the three Dino teams, they're making it for all the teams. So it's sort of like, take they took an idea that was meh and expanded it even into an even bigger meh. Exactly. Um, I'm just waiting on the actual mini Titano so I can get that and complete my collection. Well, you're going to get Time Force and Wild Force. Nah. Because <laughs> that's what comes with it. The Titano is the Time Force. And well, Wild no, Force. I need like the actual Titano with the actual Titano charger. Okay. Also, I love it how... This see this is where they fail too. Like if you look at the dinosaurs, like what you know, like who has what, blah blah blah. For the Tyranno, it's Turbo and Samurai, and it's not even the regular Tyranno. I think that's a supercharged Tyranno. It's possible. It's hard to tell because it's you know just smaller. I I don't know. I'm trying to look at my stuff right now, and all I can see is the front of them. And I really don't want to get up right now and move over there and work. Because I, cause I feel like what they should have done is they should have made the Tyranno be the Mighty Morphin and the Dino Charge one. That would have made sense. the Mighty Morphin sense. and the Dino Thunder one. Yeah, just something. But no, not one... Like, it's the main... Like, it's the main, like, red Zord. But it's not where the Dino Charge one is. Instead, it's a... Triceratops for Mighty Morphin. And Dino Charge is with the Plezio. And then the Velociraptor is with Dino Thunder. Yeah. It's so weird. Saban, you are so weird. I blame Bandai. Or Bandai. One of the two. They're both weird. Yep. And enough on toys. Because we've got cubes to talk about. Two episodes of cubes. Which I actually enjoyed. Let's see. So we've got the world and his whole freak out, right? He's essentially... He essentially has PTSD. Well, then he gets reprogrammed by having coins shoved into his body. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like a manic depressant. Yeah. And, and then he gets the coins thrown on him, and he gets turned evil. And then, I mean, it's essentially the Green Ranger saga. Let's be honest. <laughs> he was a decent person, brought to the evil side by some magical means, and then, or by aliens, or by aliens, and then he's like, I'm, and then he's just like, no, I won't do it. Uh, and then fights against it, and then goes to the good side. So. Yeah, except the Green Ranger Saga did not have a bowling ball monster. True. And then I think the other two generals 
cube general and weird guy with the sword. I can't remember their names to save my life. I don't yeah. care. I think they're gonna die them, soon anyways. I think one is Coolbar. I think that's the, the the fencing dude. And then Azald. Azald. I think. Yeah. They I, actually, came in... actually, I think it's Kubar is the uh the cube dude. Cube Kubar, and then Azald is the other one. The fencing. Who knows? Who it's... knows? Who cares? They're gonna die. Yeah, um, eventually. They kidnap the other Jew Ogers and are like, if you don't bring back the world, we're gonna kill them. But the world, you know... Well, let's see. Before that, though, he's fighting the Jew Ogers, and then Yamato's like, stop it! You're being mean! Stop it! And then he just kind of... <laughs> like, he demorphs, and then he remorphs, and then he sort of just kicks uh, Naria in the chest and is like haha I'm good again yep and he and reveals she... himself as a really awkward skinny but muscly dude who that for was... some reason doesn't like to wear a shirt well I mean that's the way he was and then when they offered him a shirt he said he wasn't worthy of wearing the shirt because he didn't felt he didn't feel he deserved to but then he put it on anyway which is, again, one of the weirdest concepts ever. Yeah. He's just not worthy of anything. I mean, it's... I get the concept because it's been done before where they were evil and then they became good and they're like, I don't deserve to. I mean, look at everybody I hurt. I could have killed people. Blah, blah, blah. And all that type of stuff. And then it's like, yeah, but you were controlled. You you couldn't, like... You couldn't fight back from it. You have no control over yourself. Yeah, it wasn't your fault. And then it takes them... Again, it's the whole like PTSD thing about it. And then eventually they come around and they get out of it and then they're a good person. You know? Sort of like uh, it happened to Merrick in Wild Force. Yeah. Um, try to, I think it kind of happened with Trent a little bit in uh, Dino Thunder. Okay. So, I mean... It's happened. Yeah, um, but you know it's it's that whole thing, and eventually they come around and they become the normal part. And this whole saga with him being the way, like the depressing. Oh, I don't know if I'm worth it. And then he's acting like an emo kid. Yeah, essentially, it'll go away. It, it always does. Give it like five, six episodes, maybe, and then it's just gone. Like it'll it, like and it was never there. Yamato's like, "Hey, do you want to go get lunch with us?" And he's like, "Really? You mean that?" Then he thinks he's faking, and then Yamato's like. No, no, I'm really, I'm, I'm serious about that. Come, come on, come hang out with us. Anytime. And then, that's the end of that. Nothing more interesting happened. Nope. <laughs> it was essentially, he was evil, he fought them, he became good, he got a little bit depressed with the PTSD, and then... He also got his butt kicked by a golden panda. Did he? Yeah. The the bear axe turned into a panda axe. It like flipped out of their hands, turned into a gold bear axe. Did I miss that? Holy crap! You actually mentioned it to me. Like you're like, oh, next week's next Juoger is gonna have a panda axe for some strange reason. I probably did, and I don't remember it. <laughs> I I watch. I know I watched the episode. I probably saw it happen, but I just don't remember it. It's sort of what defeated Tosai Juo. Okay. I think I may have skipped part of that episode, because a lot of it was just 
trope after trope after trope, and I'm like, I really don't want to watch this part right now. Yeah, well, not much else happened, and, uh, yeah. He's a good guy now. I do, the one comment I will make is, um, when he tried, when, uh, he tried to figure out what his catchphrase would be, and then he said, uh, the champion of the world, and then it cuts to, uh, Leo, he's like, wow, he's, uh, He's really thinking he's big, doesn't he? Or something like that. <laughs> like, this guy's got some guts or something like that. Well, he is Juo the, the world. world. Yeah. That's so dumb. Such a dumb name. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. And soon we'll be getting the ultimate cube combination of literally a bunch of cubes on cubes on cubes. My God, that that combination is just going to take a while, because it's gonna you know it's gonna be like one, two, two three. Well, it's gonna well no, <laughs> it's gonna start off with the feet, and the feet I think are like three and four, and then you've got nine, which is the body, and then it's going to attach one of the hands, then it's going to attach the other hand, and then it's going to attach the head. And then the two on the side. It's gonna be a while. It's like what? It's gonna be like counting numbers. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> one cube. Ah ah. Yeah. Essentially. Count one count. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, that's that. I guess for Juodra, nothing fancy fancy happens. There's no news, nothing, I mean, like... Other than the fact that they're releasing the stuffed animals as a thing. Yeah. I told Sean beforehand, that whole thing was just weird, because he took, like, no time at all to make those. Yeah. And it just kind of is like, oh, they're done. Okay, how, how long has it been since they, you know... <laughs> I almost want to think they knew there was going to be a break. So they just said, we'll just debut one this week. And then he'll describe how he did it the next episode. But it's going to happen in like two weeks afterwards. So we'll just deal with it then. So shall we move on to the two probably most awkward repaints of all time? Repaints and... Remolding? Oh god. These are most, these are probably like the two ugliest suits ever. I don't know. Have you seen uh, Kamen Rider Jin? No. From Drive? Well, yes. <laughs> but you know what? This suit isn't just a blatant ripoff of... It's not Tridron with a with a coat on top of it. Yeah. With giant horns on it. This is just... It looks awful. Well, there's a... I mean, it's like... The helmet... If For those not aware, we're talking about the Kamen Rider heart and uh, the... Mock Chaser. The mock Not to be confused with Chaser Mock. Yeah. Chaser um, Mock was in the finale, and that was the, just the normal combination of, like, Chaser on top and then Mock on the bottom. Actually, yeah. flip that. Mock on top, Chaser on bottom. Yeah. And instead, um, with Mock Chaser, we get it's Dead a, Heat. It, it's, a, it's essentially... The, Blue. It's it's the chaser outfit. The the mock like breastplate and shoulders, 
And then a recolor of the mock helmet. And there's just random ass blue accents all over the place. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a combination of the two, but it just looks sloppy. Like, the la- like the finale one looked nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Chaser's outfit was, in my opinion, bad to begin with. It looked very sloppy, and it looked like they weren't planning on making a Kamen Rider Chaser, so they gave Plex, who makes the outfits, like, a week to make another one. So they just said, well, what color is he going to be? Just silver and purple. Okay. With some black here and there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, uh, okay. And then they gave him a week, and then we saw what they came up with. They spent more time on the helmet. They probably had two days to work on the rest of the suit. And they just, uh, silver spandex, uh, we got some motocross stuff left over. We can throw that on there. Oh, we don't have a wheel. Where's the wheel going to go? Uh, put it on the back. Put just put it on the back. I, I don't. I just put put it. On, I don't care how big it is. Just put it on the back. <laughs> and then it's like okay. And then that's that's what we got. The helmet yeah. looks good. The rest of the suit looks like shite. Yeah. But again, Chase was probably my favorite part of Drive. Just the you know, library scene. Oh yeah. That was perfect. And then the Chase movie made it even better. Yes. <sighs> but I'm just having problems with the suit. At least with Common Rider Heart. Yeah, it's like... Because I, I understand it's what like they if, were... I understand like what they Wizard, were trying to do. It's like if Wizard and Trideron had a child. This would be its suit. Yeah. I mean, and then the- you just add some weird freaking horns to it for no other reason than it was part of his roid mute form. Yeah I, I, yeah, I see what they were doing. What they were trying to do with it is that they were trying to mix in a rider form with a roid mute form. And it works for that aspect, but in terms of overall, like... Aesthetic? A- aesthetic, it doesn't work. It just looks like a pile of shit. And I hope they talk about how he get. How he somehow gets the ability to use the the drive driver. Or, you know, how he's still alive. Or that, yeah. That's... Yeah. Because we have no plot for these yet either, do we? N- no. Like, I think we had a trailer. Oh no! I don't think we even had that. No, we haven't had anything yet. We know what we know. There's going to be Common Rider Heart and Mock Chaser. That's it. And this is supposed to be coming out in four months. Yeah, we've still got time. Four months and eight days, <laughs> to be precise. Roughly. Well, technically, four months and seven days. Because it's 8.45 in the morning right now for Japan. Oh, good point. And so we won't now. see this until January. No, it's like. it's coming out on DVD November. So we'll yeah. s- November 16th, it's on DVD and Blu-ray. We will probably have a Raw for it. Like a week after? Week, week and a half, at most two weeks later. Depend- depending on how fast. And then about, like, two or three weeks after that, we'll have... 
subs for it. Possibly. You're going on probably like second week in December. We'll probably have uh, subs for it again, completely depending on how fast overtime does it. Because we know it'll or take even a, we, or we, even TV Nihon. Well, no, TV Nihon will take longer. But TV Nihon has sometimes actually beaten overtime with some of the subs, with some of the ghost subs, because sometimes they're go- like they are so slow on ghost. That TV Nihon beats them to it. Yeah. I've watched probably more ghost episodes in the last couple of weeks from TV Nihon than from Overtime. Yeah, so like for me right now, it's not really like, oh my god, I need to watch it now. It's more of just, whenever, I'll keep an eye on it, check it every day, when it comes out, I'll download it and watch it. I'm not like, you know... Like the only episode I think I've I've done that to recently is the one I just watched, which was episode twenty eight or uh, thirty eight. It's the only one that I can remember of Ghost at the very least that I've like, yes, I need to watch this, and I'm so glad I was excited because it was awesome. But yeah. yeah. Hmm. So we just have to wait until a trailer and stuff comes out. To fully yeah. know what the synopsis and all that stuff is, and in more awkward common writer news, Dark Necrom Pink and common writer Extremer. Yep. Honestly, I feel like we should have seen the Pink Necrom coming. Pink Necrom, we already knew was coming. You know who we I saw... hope. It, you know who I hope is doing the uh, the suits for this. Huh. Um, I don't remember her name. She played. Um, fuck, Minako. In from Gaim. She played the uh, Peach. Marika. Common writer Marika. I, yeah, her. Because she's a suit actress. She did her own stunts for that show. Oh. Yeah, she was also in the Kyoruger movie where she played an evil minion to the bad guy. Where, again, she did her own stunt. She was a stunt girl, stunt girl, stunt woman first <laughs> and slowly went into acting where she started her first big acting job, I think. And like a full fledged TV show or movie was uh, as Marika. So I hope she's doing the suits. Yeah. So. Looking at this, it's a new villain, Common Rider Extremer, uses the Extremer Driver, which supposedly has powers stronger than the Infinite Damashi. That will last all of like 10 minutes. An episode and a half, maybe. Is this is this At episode? Most. Possibly. We don't know if it's in I, the series or in the summer movie. Yeah, I and guess then a new mega U loader will be found by uh, Princess Alia, sister of Necrom, and she will become Dark Necrom Pink. And now, question: Will she fight Adele or will she fight Alan? Probably Adele. I hope so. Because he's being a mega douche. 
Well, because I, I hope so, because throughout how long has she been trying to go against Adele? And then all of a sudden, like, if she becomes dark Necron pink and starts fighting Alan and them, it's like... Um, well, I think it's only dark because it's of the icon and the Mega Uloader itself, not necessarily of her personality. Yeah, right? Yeah, I just hit my leg on something. Oh, okay. She's like, boom! Like, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then the I'm ice good. rattling in the glass. I'm good. <laughs> oh, sound effects. Beautiful thing, isn't yeah. it? Actually, something something I mean to tell you, it's very off topic, but it's a quick thing. Okay. I, w- I went to a certain website that has torrents. Uh-huh. And I looked up sound effects. I downloaded, I think it was like four or seven gigs worth of uh, Sony authorized sound effects. Jeez. Yeah, they've got everything from like running in gravel to like car doors and airplanes and sci-fi stuff and laser beams and it's ridiculous. All right. So I'm just saying, you know, if you want it, I can show you the torrent or uh, I'm not dropboxing that. That would take too damn long to upload. <laughs> if I didn't have such shitty internet, I'm not going to lie, I would upload it for you. Yeah, no worries but, about that. But, like, that. A, se- a seven seven to seven and a half gig, like, zip file, <laughs> my God, on my connection, that would take probably a week. <laughs> I'd, I'd get, like, a gig a day. Uh, but, yeah, so we've got Necrom Pink, then we've got Necrom Normal, then we've got Orange Necrom, and then we've got Blue Necrom. I kind of want to question whether or not Necrom Pink was planned. Probably um, not. And I ask that because it looks like they just kind of took, like, the basic, like, when it, like, especially in, like, the, la- the latest It episode. looks like the base ghost suit. Yeah. But, with like, the it, Necrom head. Because you can see the spot where the uh, ghost driver should be. Well, no. You can see it faintly right at the, at the belt line. Because what I think it is, is, um, you know, like, the grunts? Oh like, yeah. Say like the, in the in, like in the latest episode where he was trying to get the the hero icons to help him, or he was saying I believe in him, blah blah blah, and he was getting carried away by all the grunts that just wear like black hoodies. Yeah. I feel like it's that, and then they just colored a Necrom helmet pink, and then colored one of the Necrom jackets pink, and then it just there you go. <laughs> that's what it looks like. They didn't. It's again. That's why I mean like they didn't plan. They're like. Um, let's do a pink Necrom. Why not? Give her more of an arc. Okay, well, what are we going to do for a suit? I don't know. Think of something. They gave him, like, two days, and then they drew something out and said, Figure something out. Yeah, you know. I do do like how she's got, like, a little tail-type thing in the back of the jacket. That is interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's it on the Toku news. I, I well, not completely. I'm worried about Pink Necrom because female riders have a uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, Tendency to die. Yes, I was gonna say because there's a word I was thinking of and that wasn't it. Like 
A track record. They have a track record of, like, really wanting power and, and then, then dying. dying in the end. Like, I think there's... In Japanese toku, there is one female rider that has not died. And that's uh, Natsumi. Forze? No. Uh, oh, yeah, her technically. Yeah, I forgot about her. So that's two. Um... There's, uh, so that's two, yeah. The other one is Natsumi from, um, from Decade, because she transforms into Kamen Rider Kivara. Minor spoilers. She oh, I already read up on that. Yeah, so, well, I mean, to anybody that might not know, but, you know, so, and she didn't die. She lived, so there's that. Marika died. Uh... Well, because, like, I mean, you start way in the beginning, there was Tackle, who was with Stronger. She died. Um, I don't think there was another female rider. Let's see, Kuga Agito. There wasn't another female rider, as far as I know, until Ruki. She died. She was a movie only. She died. Uh, Blade, Hibiki, there was one there. She died. Kabuto, there was none. Kiva, no, Deno, there almost was one, but there wasn't because of um, Hana. Uh, Kiva, there was, kind of. Um, two of the main female cast members transformed into Ixa, which is the secondary rider, but they, they lived in the end, so it, and that wasn't their main thing, so I don't really count it. And then I don't think the next female rider was until Decayed. And she lived. And then... Double... O's... Forze. She lived, kind of. I mean, she was never really alive to begin with. Um... Uh, wizard, which I don't know if you want to count Kiyomi because that really wasn't Kiyomi. Um, Gaim, she died. All the female writers in Gaim yeah. did. Because yep. you had two? Two. Yeah, you had Marika and then. No, three, because you had Jam. I. Technically, still a female body. It was a female body, but I don't know if I'd count that. And then in Gaim Gaiden 1, with uh, the Apple Lock Seed against Baron. Okay, that counts. Not Baron. Uh, it was against uh, Zangetsu. Zangetsu, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'd count Jam. Two and a half. Two, two, yeah, I go, go two and a half. <laughs> two and a half, that works. And then there was Drive, which... Still pissed off we didn't get um, Kiriko. No. She she did wear the drive suit once. She somewhat wore the drive suit. It like formed on her and then it... Boom. Like, she's as much of a rider as Decca Gold was part of the Decca Ranger crew. And for your, for for those that don't know, Decca Gold was in the Decca Ranger movie. She transformed for all of like two seconds before she was blasted by the evil dude mid-transformation 
and somehow it just completely knocked out her ability to transform because she never even tried again. And people well, were pissed apparently about that. he had the ability to stop transformations, which you know no villain usually has the ability to do because well, well, it's just like oh they transformed oh I, I, I gotta stand here until the transformation's done. Well, because most of the time it's like you know you can cancel, you can attack someone while they're transforming, and it just cancels the transformation, and then they can try again. Whereas in this case, it was never actually explained. Why she couldn't transform anymore. It was just she didn't. So. I don't know. True that. True that. And now I've gone off on like a ten minute tangent. Eh. <laughs> there wasn't much to talk about for this part anyway. Like I'm not going to lie. We literally we talk about Ghost and the Amazon's wrap up. And that's it. Yeah. So. Ghosts there's a bit. To talk about. But let's see. We had the pop star two-parter. Kiyomi is back, but kind of. It was kind of lackluster. <laughs> oh yeah. As a two-parter, Gonmizer shows up and he's like, "Oh, you're a threat. You're a threat." And to Alan and Ellen's like, "What? I am so a threat!" And gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> gets his ass handed to him. Which makes sense because the other two got power ups, and he's just kind of like. Hey, way to go, guys. You got power-ups. I'm just going to use the same form I have always used. And now he's... Yeah. So then, you know, Makoto runs off to fight an evil version of himself. Whatever the hell that is, because that still isn't resolved, because he's still doing that. It, well, it was kind of resolved, but wasn't resolved at the same time. It won't be resolved for a while. Yeah. Well, we've only got... Probably upwards of ten episodes left. So there's going to be a lot they're going to need to freaking resolve soon. Well, I mean, that'll be resolved in like an episode or two. So, Or it'll pull a drive and just fix it in the movie and then never talk about it again. Yeah. Uh... Then the Sanzo icon takes Alan and goes, You need to find your path. Poop! And gone you go. <laughs> yep. And then he was fighting really weird human well, it's the, animal things. It's the three like helpers with Sanzo. Well yeah, we find that out afterwards, but before No, we they were they were there they showed up the first time uh Sanzo was used. Did they? By Necrom when Necrom was evil. I don't remember that. That was... That was forever ago. That was like 20 episodes ago. You can't expect that, me to remember 20 That was quite ago. a while ago. <laughs> uh, pop group stuff. Crazy Afro wig that wasn't really necessary. Yeah, that, those whole get-ups were like, really... Because it was made even more, like, stupid when she got up on stage to finally dance with him and she didn't wear that stuff. Like, she was just herself. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. 
Adele makes choice to join the Gonmizers. He's like, well, the only way we can defeat the power of infinity is if I become the power of infinity. Join me. And then Takaru's like, well, I can. I think the icons can be stronger. I think the heroes can be stronger. That they they haven't taught me everything they need to teach me yet. And the icons were like, no, we good. We good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good. And even the old man's like, dude, you're good. You got the power of infinity in your hand. Yeah, you're good. I I will admit I like that because it's like. Most of the time in writer shows, they take the easy way out. They're like, yeah, I mean, I'll just use the, the Infinity one and, you know, I'll kick their ass and then we'll come home and drink tea. And he's like, no, that's not true. I don't want to use this all the time. You know, these guys have helped me all this time and I want to, I want them to continue to help me. And then they yeah. did. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Akari does slap Igor for the third time, and it's as hilarious as the previous two times. Just yep. flat out, flat Pat. palms him straight in the face, and he's just like, ah, that's the third time! <laughs> and then he vanishes in a puff of smoke. And then he just vanishes, and Akari just feels happy for herself. She's like, da-da-da-da-da. Ah, I, I and I the knew KMS a third time. She... When she went down with the ankle injury, I'm like, she is so faking that. It's, oh, it, I knew it too. It, it, it's like one. It's another one of those tropes where it's like, oh, she wants the group to get back together. She's gonna fake the ankle injury, and then the group will get back together, and then she'll be like, oh, I didn't actually have an ankle injury. I will. I will admit though, when she, when Takaru found out, and she like, you know tapped her ankle on the ground and did the cute face afterwards. I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so then moving along Jiro, Gyro, Gyro Actually, no. Adele fuses with the Gonmizers. Yeah, he fuses with the Gonmizers and beats up Grateful Damashi form and the other icons and it's like Use your infinite form. And so Ghost does, and he's like, Okay, that's all. Bye. And I'm just like, What What, what was... What, did they just run out of fight budget or something? It's possible. And then the other Ganma guy with uh, the Ultima icon shows up, and Ghost empowers the icon. Like, he goes... He starts by going normal Ghost, and he's like, But use the power of infinity. Why are you attacking me? Uh, and then Ghost is like, "You guys can do it. I believe in you." And badassery occurs. Yeah, when I was sitting there, I was like, "I seen gifts and stuff like that of that," and I'm like, "Oh, please play the theme song." So as soon as he placed down the 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 grateful icon G icon yeah. G on him, and then he's just like, all of a sudden the theme music hit. I was like, "Yay!" I was so happy. That was, like, one of the most epic moments. Like, it's... Um... Seeing all 15 Damashis, as well as Grateful, just be like, time to fuck shit up. Yep, and then they did the whole, like, rider kick thing. With the, the whole... With the, the eye. It was the Mega Omega 
formation. Combination, formation, that's what it was, yeah. That was so cool. And now Seiji Takaiwa no longer has to fight himself. Yeah. <laughs> and let's see, what else happened? Uh, Necrom got free, he became stronger, used the power of... Uh, Sanzo and the three Sanzo animal things. Three animal things and kicked ass, and he's like, I found new power, and Spectre is still fighting Spectre. Which they showed at the end. I don't know if you. I don't remember or not because I. I just watched it so I remember. It was Adele standing in front of like a crap ton of Makoto clones. And I'm just like, why? 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 Yep. Why are you doing this? And then um, we had the whole thing with Javert. Javert. Yeah. Javert. Whatever. And uh, it was. Because all their names are French. I, I laughed because. When he was sitting on the beach, or the, not the beach, but like the crick bed with Onari, and Onari takes the food out and uncovers it, and he's like, Onigiri! And then he points to the other thing, not knowing what it was, and Onigiri said, is Menchikatsu? And I laughed, because uh, Javer's character, Ken, from Geki Ranger, was obsessed with Menchikatsu. Of course, so when, they, it's the subtle reference right there. So when they opened it up and there was the Menchikatsu and then they said it, I died. Oh, it was so funny. There you uh, go. And I really wish that, um, like, I want Jerry to be on, like, the good side. Not, like, you know, stereotypical good side, but like I want him to be like on the good side. Like I was kind of hoping there'd be like notice of like, um, sort of like a mock driver type thing for icons, and then like it would just it, it would just take like you know they toss him an icon and he just you know transforms using like Billy the Kid, you know something like that. Well, it would probably be his his actual like Ganma icon driver. Well, well he, he doesn't like, ha- drops. He doesn't have one. He just clicks it, drops it, and then it transforms him. So I mean, unless like he was like he did that, and then he was fighting for good, and then just like one of the icons said, "Oh, he's good. I'm gonna help him fight," and then flew to him, and then he caught it, and then he just like you know clicked it, dropped it, and then it fused and became like. You know, the the Ganma icon mixed with, like, you know, Ryoma or something like that. Which would be interesting, don't get me wrong. But, I don't know. But, yeah. I, I do think, if he doesn't end up being a writer, he'll end up finding, quote-unquote, someplace where he belongs. And he'll be, like cooking menchikatsu and he'll well, be like part of a restaurant or something towards the towards the end of the episode he was walking around a mall yeah and going like oh my god this is amazing yeah that's why that's why i think he'll he'll probably end up just he'll just like kind of like not fade to the back but like i almost feel like we won't see him for the rest of the show until like the quote unquote epilogue where they'll go to, like, a restaurant, and then, like, the waiter comes out with food, and it's Javert. 
And it's like, hey, oh, and everybody's all happy, ha ha ha. And then that's, you know, that's 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 his place now. And that's that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I finished Amazon's. I just kind of needed to finish it because it just was sitting there. You're not gonna finish it because of I just reasons. Have, I just have no interest. Like, it's... I'm not going to say it's a bad show. I'm just saying it's not... For you. It's it's not bringing me in. I don't, I don't feel the need to watch it. I guess... I, I doubt it makes sense, but, you know. Yeah, it makes enough sense. But it starts off with... You guessed it. Fancy cannibals. Fancy cannibals. <laughs> I actually, I think I saw that episode. Episode 9? It was the, yeah, because they were eating in the restaurant, and then the one guy, like, started to, like, his arm bracelet thing went Turned blue, red. Yeah. Turned red, and then they just excused him. Yeah, I saw that episode. Yeah. So I kind of wrote, like, short little descriptions of each little part of each episode. Because it introdu- episode 9 introduced Amazon Sigma, the purple-eyed Amazon and nearly kills uh, Jin slash Alpha. And then acid rain rains down, the cannibal, like the Amazons are dying. And it's, there's going to be like a city-wide thing, it's called Tlaloc, named after the, one of the Central American deities of the rain. Like the ancient, like Aztec god of the rain or something? I don't know. Um... Uh, Sigma again kicks Omega's ass and then we find out that they heal by eating meat so by eating a ton of meat they're just they just regenerate like crazy and then towards the end Sigma gets teamed up on by the extermination team and Alpha and Omega and then Mamoru who we find out ate at the at the restaurant ate a human patty and now finds burgers repulsive um and he gets the last laugh as he throws his fist through sigma and gets gives him the finishing blow because sigma was one of their former team members brought back to life using the amazon cells um There's a lot of other minor details that aren't really that interesting to go over, but towards the end of, like, right before Tlaloc is activated, a bunch of Amazons just start awakening and attacking everything. And uh, then it gets activated, and they all just sort of start dying left and right. Uh, Misaki gets his arm ripped off by Mamoru, and Mamoru eats it and then realizes what he's done and then he just starts crying and does what the world does best as well and hides in a corner. Um, let's see. Jin fights off a ton of Amazons and Haruka runs after Mamoru. About 90-something percent of the Amazons get killed. Uh, and the extermination team disbands and 
the company sends surveillance to find the others, and they get fucked over. Like, they get ripped to shreds by a group of Amazons. So, the extermination team gets back together, they get surrounded, Haruka comes in and saves them, fights Omega, no, fights Alpha, and uh, both of them survived the uh, genocide. Haruka survived because he's actually a third type of Amazon, and he was Amazon cells that were given uh, given human DNA of uh, the director lady. So he's technically her kid, biologically speaking. That's fucked up. Yeah, but it kind of made him a little more invulnerable to the rain. Yeah. Uh, Jin now looks like Two-Face. Uh, because half of his face is, like, melting off. Because it's, like, acid rain to the extreme. And, oh, he he also loses his fucking mind. Uh, then it's another Alpha versus Omega fight. Alpha kills, uh, like, one or two unawoken Amazons. Uh, Mamoru survived the, the, uh, the rain as well. And Alpha and Omega seem to, like, strike each other and knock each other out. And, uh... Yeah. Jin's wife finds him. Haruka is like, no, I gotta stay here and help these guys. You guys go along. And that's when we find out the Amazon cells uh, that were created also used her DNA to create the kid as opposed to Jin, who injected himself with them, or the others who were simply, like, given the Amazon cells in utero, I want to say. I'm not entirely sure. Because there's, like, two types... There was two types of Amazons before then. Then there were three. And then Sigma represented a fourth type, of new Amazon cells that didn't actually need to feed. Huh. But that one died. He died. He's dead. Long dead. <laughs> D-E-D dead. Yeah, a pile of goo just hanging out in the middle of the city. Fun. And then the season ends there with uh, Jin's wife coming back to him and being like, yo dude, you want food? You look like you need some food. You know how they should have ended it? I should have ended it with her asking him if he wants food. And then, like, he's like, yes. And then he turns to face her and then jumps towards her and then it fades to black. Well, it would play the theme song first and it would get up to that point. And then it would say, like, believe in Amazon as he's jumping on her and then fade to black. Yeah. Overall, I enjoyed watching it because I do enjoy those grittier, darker sort of takes on things. Except for Power Slash Rangers, that was just not enough. That that's not that's not dark and gritty. That's just stupid. Ridiculous. And yeah. So Amazon's season one is done. Uh, Amazon's season two will show up at some point in time in the future. Mm. And, and expect, that's that. expect to see Amazon on Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> Amazon no. on Amazon action. 
And no word on when Gaim Gaiden 3 is going to happen, if that's still a thing. Was it a thing? There was a poll out there. I don't know if it ever amounted to anything. Because I, I feel like they've gone past Gaim now, and they're starting to do drive ones. Thus the... Because we had the chase one, and now we have the heart and uh, mock chaser. Um... I mean, I don't really know where else they could go with that because there wasn't as many riders in Drive as there was in Gaim. But of course, Joey we've seen. asks fans the riders they want to star in Common Rider Gaim, Gaiden Three, and that was last November. Huh? I think we would have heard something by now. I don't know. Let me check Wikipedia. Because I'm trying to think of what they could do for Drive. Maybe we could finally get a Kiriko transformation. Yeah, once again, customers who pre-ordered the film were given a ballot, opening up the voting for a third set of Gaim Gaiden films. So... Huh. Well, either they either they scrapped it, or, or it's, it's still in, like, pre-pre-production. But there is a Gaim Gaiden 3 on the fanfiction wiki. Well, fan fiction. That, for some reason, has the release date set at April 2016. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. That's a sack of crap. Well, I think Bravo and Greedon got the votes. Well, probably. I mean... They were kind of the only ones left. Since... Other than visiting Gaim again. Yeah. Well, you could also visit any of the other writers who died throughout the series. Well, I mean... Ha- Hase wasn't around for that long. So oh, I feel... Yeah, I, 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 I the two energy writers. The two other energy writers. I so feel like they were kind of in the... The Ryoma one. But then we would never get a regular peach lock seed or a normal cherry lock seed. Well, there might not have been one. There should have been. <laughs> there Just was, to complete the cycle. Because there was a lemon one, because it's Ryoma, and then he probably soon after created the energy lock seeds. And then that's when Marika and... Hell, we could have done, like, let's see. we got the two energy riders, we've got Creedon and uh, Bravo, which both of them could actually be their own story. And then yeah. we'd have a Gaim story. Why? Because orange energy arms. That's it. That's all we need. That him would getting, be interesting. Him getting a Genesis driver, and then deciding to scrap it because it's useless, because he gets Kachidoki. But Kachidoki isn't working, so he got the Genesis driver, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've thought of this. I guess. <laughs> I haven't I thought of it in, like, three months, but I thought of it. I don't know if they could do that. Um, just based on when he gets everything. You know, like, there really wasn't a... When he got Kachidoki, it was like... 
everything was fine, shit went downhill, and then Kachidoki. I would say it would have come a bit before Kachidoki, but also a possibly right before Jimba. Like, he was given the option to, like, the alternate story of it, like a what if, as opposed to a this happened in continuity. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Come back next time for more crazy crackpot theories about Common Rider Gaim. Or just crackpot theories about everything, because I have them all the time. Ah, good point. As do <laughs> I. Honestly, this... I, actually, I feel like this is the first time it's been one of your crackpot theories. Oh, no, it always I've seems had, to I've be had mine. a few crackpot theories. Most of the time, I don't express them on this podcast, because it's way more fun to express it to you outside of the podcast and just confuse you. Well, you confuse me either way. Ah, good point. It's just whether we have, you know, audio representation of it or not. <coughs> exactly. Ugh. <sighs> I think that's it. That's all we've got. That's all she wrote. That's all the news, and that's all everything. And now that Amazon's <laughs> is done, I'm free to watch a, another Tokusatsu series that I've been meaning to get back to Deca since, Ranger. you know, last October. Deca Ranger. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <sighs> okay. Well, I... In between when I'm yawning, apparently, even though I woke up at 2.30 in the afternoon, um, I think we can fully wrap this up. Uh, find the podcast, Geekushitoku Podcast, on Facebook, uh, Geektokupod on Twitter, uh, geektokupodblogspot.com, uh, we're on the Toku Nation, there's a thread there for us in the podcast section. Uh, I am Fumixalot on Twitter. I'm at Snarky Sean, basically everywhere. Still Speed Force Sean. Still Speed Force Sean because I haven't gotten around to changing it. Um, also because it's fun. Uh, and you can find me doing reviews on Guardians of the Galaxy and writing articles on basically anything I can get my hands on over at the Marvel Report. Under the name Snarky Sean, and then soon to be iZombie Radio. Awesome. Um, I mean, I don't really pimp anything else out, but I mean, I guess it's good to do. Uh, I also edit the podcast uh, Critical Reroll, which is for the Geek and Sundry uh, stream show uh, Critical Role, which is a D&D game done by voice actors. Uh, I also edit the Geekly Roundup podcast for our friends at Ace of Geeks. Uh, whenever they get around to actually recording, because it's really sporadic. More um, sporadic than we are. Oh, hell of a lot more sporadic. Oh, I yeah. Think, I don't think they've done... I actually want to see quick. When was the last one they did? Uh, it's, it's, uh, last episode they did... I can't be right. Really? The last episode they did was May 7th? Holy crap, it's been a... What, two months? Yeah. Holy shpite. And then it's just kind of sporadic. Like, they only did one in the month of March. So, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, check those out if you want, if you're interested. 
I highly recommend Critical Role for anybody if you have time to watch it. I think I may have gotten uh, Sean's girlfriend into it. I'm not too sure. Um, but She seems yeah. intrigued by it, but we haven't really started on that yet. Oh, you have to. So much. It's so good. Well, between how busy I am and how busy she is... Yeah. This is our only day off together, and here I am recording a podcast. Well, we're pretty much done anyway, so then you can go do whatever you were going to do with her. Go thrash her, do something. We're probably just going to go make food. So that's what you call it these days. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> Finger guns. Okay, we're going to end the episode now. We'll see you probably within the next three weeks, depending. Just keep an eye on the Twitter or our Twitters. Something. Words, things, stuff. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.